Hey everybody, welcome back to ThreadX3 production and we are bringing you a brand new thing which is actually kind of old but we're giving it a new name. Nick and Nate's Weekly Grind. Weekly Grind 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 Grind. And so this is where it's way more of a conversation. We're just talking about what's going on, what we've been doing, and uh, heads up to everybody, this is not edited or this is not censored rather. So. Nerd to the third is edited to be censored so you can listen around young ones or your, you know, anybody, any family or something who might be sensitive to fucking. Anyways, so, um, yeah, this is just a conversation piece. We just go right into it, just diving. You know, if this was a diving board and there was like water, we'd be, just, you know. Anyway, so here with me today, obviously, is Nate, the other half of Nick and Nate's Weekly Grind. It'd be weird if it was not me. Right? Nick and Nate. And I'm going to have somebody else. on here and they're going to be like, who is this? Hi, I'm are. Paul. <laughs> Hi, my name is Jeff. <laughs> what is Jeff? Oh, my God. So, uh, yeah, how have you been doing? I've been fine. I've been, yeah. I've actually done a lot since we recorded an episode that is never going to be released. Because it yeah. pooped <laughs> Yeah, because my computer, my computer fudged up. Fuck your computer, nigga. So, yeah. I mean, this time I'm basically keeping my eyes on. So anybody who might have seen my tweet and wonders where, you know, the nerd to the third episode is, basically my, I'm having a really bad computer situation. So hopefully um, the plan is I have a bonus from my, um, from my Job. work coming. I have... I have a bonus from that and then also uh tax return season you know hopefully we'll we'll get that underway and so with that with the bonus with the tax return i'm going to be getting a nice laptop and so these kind of problems hopefully will stop happening and so yeah <laughs> can i help you it's me luigi, luigi. <laughs> We should be, we should be voiceover people. Um, so, so what have you been doing then? No, um, I've actually like for some reason, you know, if you know me, you know that I'm I'm pretty consistent and like you know, I, like I have a repetition of things that I'll do. Like typically on my days off, which are where you know today, which when we're recording. I'll like get up and I'll cook some breakfast. You know, my wife will go to work and then I'll just play whatever's on my table. So like for the past couple of weeks, I've been going through Spiral One and you know finally beat it about a week ago. And now, um, and then at the same time, uh, last Tuesday I started Spider Man again on New Game Plus <laughs> on Ultimate Difficulty. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so I, I did a little bit of that. Um, but I also watched a movie for some research that we're doing, and Ooh. that's what I did this morning. Oh, yeah, Hercules. No. Oh, okay. No. What did we watch? I watched Solo. Solo again. Oh, that's right. We got to do that. Yeah. Look um, out for that, people. But I've actually been doing a lot of gaming stuff, too. Um, on Sunday, I decided... I, I, my mother-in-law came in the night before, mm -hmm. and... She spent the night because they were going to go to Torrid the next morning to go shop at like a clearance sale they were having. Well, they didn't end up waking up till about like nine o'clock. So from like seven to nine, I was up by myself. And so I was kind of been popping around on the computer, you know, looking Beep at pop. things. And um, I was kind of surfing around my PlayStation. And one of the things that I did was um, <clears throat> the guys over at PlayStation Best Friends, uh, Jeff, who's been on the show before, uh, one of the members, on their on their podcast for the past couple of weeks, they've kind of been on a roller coaster of Black Ops Four. They're like, oh, okay. I love this game, game's great. And then this last episode, all of them were yeah. like, dude, fuck this game. Like they were right, like, this game right. is fucking ridiculous. And Miguel, one of the co hosts, he loves Call of Duty Ghosts. And he Sorry, can you say that in English? Miguel? <laughs> It was a bad joke. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. That is a bad joke. Um, <laughs> anyway, 
he always talks about ghosts and you know on this episode in particular he was like he was like just go back and play ghosts he was like it's it's like it's solving the problems that i have right now yeah and so i i had ghosts a long time ago i bought the hardened edition which is what i always do for call of duties and it got it got stolen a long time ago and so like i think i think a year ago i found it again on ebay like literally people are giving away this game like if you go search Call of Duty Ghosts on eBay, one of the first few pictures are pallets of the game. Oh God! And so I ended up getting the the hardened edition again for like twenty. So bucks. I got a whole pallet. <laughs> yeah, I ended up getting the hardened edition again for twenty bucks, and I've had it for a while. And so noise, noise. I was like, let's pop, let's pop this in. Let's like re-download let's some just stuff. Jump let's into just it. Jump right into it. And I was playing it, and I was actually having a lot of fun. Yeah. And yeah. I remember having fun when the game first came out. But also being like, because that was just after, um, that was just after Black Ops 2. Yes. Because it went Black Ops 1, Modern Warfare 3, and then Black Ops 2, and then Ghost came out in 2013. So yeah. And I remember being like, you know, this isn't, this isn't the same. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's, it feels like Modern Warfare gameplay I've played before, but it just, there's like. There's a little bit too much to it. Well, now going back to the gameplay we have with like Black Ops Four and it just being all over the fucking place and like right. all the things you can do, it was really nice to go and just play a simple Call of Duty game. Yeah, I could I could get that. I mean, personally, I am definitely one of the people who absolutely loved Ghost. I felt like in in a lot of cases, it's one of my favorite, not the favorite, because let's face it, everybody's is like Black Ops Two. I feel like. I feel like universally, if you're a Call of Duty fan, like Black Ops 2 is your favorite, correct? Correct. Yeah. So, um, so, but I'd say next to that, very, very close to that is uh, Call of Duty Ghosts. Now, I've talked about this on a regular, and one of the main reasons is because of Extinction. I freaking love Extinction, and I love... I really, really wish, especially since their next one. I know that I'm a broken record. I'm sorry for anybody who's been here for a while. But for you new people, I am such a broken record. But the next one was in space. I got so excited. Legit excited. I'm like, oh, great. Aliens in space. It made sense. But instead, they're like, how about 1980s David Hasselhoff zombies? I'm like, what the fuck, man? It just didn't make any sense. Now, hold on. Now, the other reason I really like this is because I'm not good at Call of Duty. Like, not good at all. So, what I would do is I would go on their... I would go on their... um, I guess it was like their practice, quote-unquote. You could basically play the game with a bunch of bots. Squads, yeah. Yeah, but you could still get experience for it. You know, mm-hmm. so you're playing multiplayer, mm-hmm. you're playing against, and obviously you can make them easy, hardened, you know, you can do the different difficulty levels, but you play it, you played online matches. And so what that was really good for is like that got my morality really high and I'm like, all right, let's go. And then I go into a couple of matches and I, I feel like I did better. Maybe I didn't, maybe it was just in my mind, but I feel like I did better on a regular basis. All right, go ahead. See, see I feel like, so So the one thing I'll say is <clears throat> I actually really did enjoy Infinite Warfare Zombies, but I liked them because of the setting. The actual functions of the game, I didn't like. Like, I didn't like how, like, it, it seemed too much for me. And, like, right. the zombies I played a lot were Black Ops 1 and Black Ops 2 zombies, and they were yeah. very simple. And I even feel like Black Ops 4 zombies are the same way. Like, they're like the 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 way you're playing it is, is a very simple gameplay unless you're going for Easter eggs. Yeah. Where I feel like I mean, Infinite it's Treyarch Warfare, zombies. Let's just, you yeah. know, just be honest. <laughs> I feel like Infinite Warfare tried to shove too much into mm-hmm. what you're doing to play but the setting of it i thought was really cool i, I thought the backstory was cool how fucking peewee herman is the villain yeah and yeah. you're like being thrown into these different movie settings and some of them were really really cool but going back to ghosts for me like especially playing it again i was like this feels like the closest thing we're going to get to playing modern warfare 2 on next gen because mm-hmm. when it comes to in, uh, infinity okay. wards like, of course, everyone loves COD 4, but there is a very, 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 very large sect of people who love Modern Warfare 2, I being one of those. I have most of my, like, I have most of my multiplayer Call of Duty memories from Modern Warfare 2 rather than 4, because yeah. 2 is what I played more of. That makes um, sense. 
but ghost gameplay it feels pretty much the same yeah now don't get me wrong there are still some negatives to it yeah one yeah. of them being how they the 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 lanes the map design the level design of the of the mm. maps are just not good yeah there are some that are good but also with them be, some of them being so big it actually hurts the performance of the game definitely like on stonehaven you'll see a lot of frame drops i noticed a lot of frame drops like i noticed it being a little bit more choppy just because the map was so big choppy and also that's the one with the windmill right no that's the one with the castle Oh yeah, that has a windmill. The, the, the oh, satellite. It? Oh, that's right. Satellite that's right, came that's right, down. That's right. Yeah. I don't, I don't fucking remember the minute. Anyway, um, another thing I don't like is I feel like it's very hard because of the color scheme they went with. I feel like it's hard to yes. to see enemies. Yes. Like grayscale. Like it. It's very kind of hard. I remember like, that too. But it gameplay wise, it it felt very good yes. and like I, I'm, I understand the complaints with Black Ops 4 how it's feeling very hectic and I actually think it's interesting how a lot of people are turning on the whole specialist thing they think it's adding way too much to the game they think it's like even not sucking dick even Drifter made a video <gasps> of him and another uh, another YouTuber named J-Hub who <clears throat> made a custom game where they play with no specialists well they they did what they could, but the the point of the game was to not have any specialist abilities uh -huh. and um, not use any equipment like stems or anything like that. And he, in his commentary, he was like, "It was fun, but it also is kind of dry." And mm. he was like, "They'll have to figure out a way to do it." And he also said that this will be a mode that if they ever do, it's not going to be for casuals, you know, because mm, that was sense. one of the things he was saying. That's nice about the specialists is the purpose of the specialists is to help casuals feel like they're doing more in the game rather than just getting wrecked by pro players right because i mean everybody gets their ultimate everybody gets their specialist equipment so yeah it makes sense but that was that was a very that was a very kind of interesting like throwback and Definitely. It, it's something that I, I might jump back more into i mean honestly um, ever since ever for, for a while now i mean i want to say even before like black ops for i've kind of had this desire to be like you know i have the entire um you know season pass so i have all the maps for extinction i also have I, yeah I, I forgot i had the season pass too because i was like what are all these downloads oh these are all the map packs. right um i also have snoop dog as the announcer so like i would love to go back there and i mean like i said i've always been a person who actually enjoys it versus you know all the haters out there you haters. I forgot they really did. I forgot they really did a lot of cool things with with that game, right. like cosmetic wise. Like you could buy skins, and they were like affordable. Like, right, you, know, you could buy Who'd like a thought? soap skin or Makarov, and it was like two ninety nine or three ninety nine. Right, and, right, right, right. <laughs> so I forgot how much download, how much add on content I had for the game. Right. And so while I was going through this, like the the in game store, like shopping around for things. I was like, oh, it says I purchased that. Oh, okay, cool. And then there was the Ghost. You know, it, when the game was coming out, you remember you could pre-order from certain retailers and get the Ghost from Modern Warfare 2, his mask. Oh, okay, yeah, and yeah. And his, his passion stuff. I was like, mm -hmm. oh, oh, that's $1.99? Sure, I'll get that. And then I actually went to the tab that was my like my add-ons where it showed what all I had purchased. And I had, I had got that as a pre-order bonus before. So I just bought it for no reason. I was like, eh, I'm having fun. I'll, I'll give him some money. That's fine. Right. But, um, no, it's, it's one of those that I think I'm going to like to play more and I'll definitely report back and see how much more I like it because yeah. I haven't played a call of duty consistently. Like I haven't been like, like how I am now with the, all the other single player games I'm playing, like Spider-Man. Right. Yeah. Investing all this time. I haven't invested this much time into a call of duty since black ops three, black ops three. I played religiously. Mm -hmm. Like I loved black ops three and it felt really, really good. So see, I'd say the same thing, but see. my last one was Ghost. Actually, like I played Black Ops Three, no doubt, but it, you know, the jump packing and everything that just like didn't really. The last one I played, and I played like on a daily basis, was was Ghost actually. And the last thing I'll say, the last thing I've been doing, is yesterday. Oh my troubles <laughs> seem so far away. So if you, they're in. I don't. I think they're everywhere. But 
there's a game store called Game Exchange, which is basically just a franchise like used shop, mm. used mm. retailer shop. Mm. So before Christmas, I went to a local one that was like by about thirty minutes away from me in a different town, and because I was there for a job, and I walked in and I saw they had a pair of Astro A50, the Halo editions, like the green Master oh, Chief. Oh, I remember you saying that. Things they had them for ninety nine dollars, and. I texted my wife and I was like, "Hey, baby, um, I know it's right before Christmas, but um, I'm being an adult here. They have these; they're a hundred bucks. They're normally four hundred. Can I get these?" And she told me no because my yeah. mom had already <laughs> gotten me these Corsair headphones right, for right, Christmas, right. which are great, but they have a problem with <laughs> PS4. Like when I plug these into the PS4, the volume is capped at fifty because it doesn't. Support oh, that's it. stupid. And so I was like, well, I'm just going to get those and have those be my PS4 headphones. Because I have A40s that I've had since 2013, but I kind of would like some wireless ones. So I went into the store yesterday to go get them. And I'm like, hey, man, do you still have those? And he was looking, and the other lady was like, I sold those like three days ago. And I was like, no! no! When I tell you I was upset, I legitimately was upset for the rest of the fucking day. Because I had my mindset that those were what I was going to get. But... While I was there, I was just kind of looking around, and I was like, hey, man, do you have any VR games, like PSVR games? Ooh. And I looked, and I found Doom VFR nice. for 12 bucks. Nice. So I bought it. Nice. I started playing it this morning. Very, very interesting. Like, <laughs> it's fucking hard. Oh, yeah. Like, when you're not getting used to it, and it also is the only VR game I've played so far that is actually full, like, movement VR. Like, when I took the headset off, I wasn't facing where I started. Oh, <laughs> nice. But but what was also, it's, I have to play it in here, I think, instead of in the living room, because, like, <laughs> so when you do the tutorial, it's showing you what to do. You use, like, the teleportation controls. Right, and, right. When you use the move ones, you have the right one is your gun, mm-hmm. and then the left one is used for grenades and teleporting. Okay. So in the tutorial part, when it was showing you how to throw grenades, like you had some enemies on different platforms, and so I was, I was like, you know, you, you press the trigger on the move controller and like you throw the grenade. Well, I was trying to reach this guy at the very top, and so I pressed the trigger and it went like that, and I heard thunk, and I was like, I just hit my ceiling fan. <laughs> I was like, shit. And so I like crouched down a little bit and like I tried again, like it's, it's kind of like halfway yeah. through it. And, and I got it. Oh, but shit. I was like, oh, this is this is dangerous. This is dangerous. But it's 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 hard because Let's get um, when you're dangerous. It's hard because when you're using the move ones, you have buttons that you can like rotate a little bit, but you're really much you're pretty much relying on your actual movement. So mm-hmm. like you could have enemies behind you and you would have to like turn and like teleport over. And it's a lot more like movement based than I actually thought it was. Mm, so okay. I only did the tutorial because I was I was worried I was going to knock shit over because I didn't clear clear out enough things. Nice. But um, it's definitely the most interesting VR experience I've had so far. Yeah, I mean, have you have you been able to try like either uh, Fallout or Skyrim yet? No, but I actually did try Borderlands. I tried <gasps> Borderlands last week. I forgot to tell you that. How was it? I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to do adjusting on on my camera and and the VR itself because um, the field of view was way too way too close. Oh jeez, yeah. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to change it to where it's, it's a little bit out farther. But that is the only time I got a little bit disoriented. Mm, okay. Not not very bad, but after about an hour, I was like, okay, I gotta take a break mm-hmm. um, because the function is in <clears throat> the best way to use it. Everyone says is the DualShock Four, which is what I did. And the way, when you have the DualShock 4, the way you aim is you look at the target and you shoot it. Interesting. And okay. Which which works. It works just fine. You can also teleport if you want. Um, but but the issue I had was was purely technical and where it was way too close to me. And then, like, because it was so close, the HUD parts, like, I was straining my eyes because I couldn't see them because they were kind of fuzzy. And so Interesting. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was very technical issues that I was having. So can I'll you adjust the HUD? Like again. maybe move it so it's not in the corner. <clears throat> I, I've just got to change my field. Like I've just got to change what I think it is. Is it wants you to be about five or seven feet, and I think I think it's about five feet from where the camera is to where I'm sitting on the yeah, couch. Yeah, yeah. And I think if I just adjust it to where it shows it's projected out a little bit more, it'll be easier for me to play. Nice. But. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, so so that that was 
the fir- like the first VR experience that I've had that I was that I wasn't as high on. Mm-hmm. Um, just just purely because of technical reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting. Well, me. Oh, let me tell you. Um, I let me tell. You. Uh, let me let let me let me let me. Uh, first off, I want to talk about Spider Man because we both seen this, so this is something we can both talk about. Spider Man just came out with its trailer for Far From Home. So, um, what what were your thoughts on it? Because you just said interesting. I think is what you said. Was not what I expected in the slightest. Yeah, like, in a good way, it, or are you still in a good in a good okay, way? Okay, in a good way. So let's let's take a walk. Let's take a walk. Let's take a walk. Let's take, let's take a walk. So my opinion on Homecoming is not very popular. Okay, I really like Homecoming. I do. Apart from Spider Verse, Spider Verse is one hundred percent the best Spider Man movie ever. <clears throat> Homecoming, as far as live action, is definitely my favorite Spider-Man out of all of them. Out of all, mm-hmm. of them. Um, I think that it does Spider-Man right. But my problem with Homecoming, especially when I saw it, and then when I saw it a second time, I liked I, when I saw it a second time. I liked it better, but I still had the same sentiment of Spider-Man to me feels felt like a cookie cutter Marvel movie. Yes, absolutely. So when you have something compared to like like Civil War and Winter Soldier, oh my special. god, yes, like they're so special. And then you go to Homecoming, and it's like this was a good movie, but this was very much formulaic Marvel yes. movie. And I think I think that might come down to just franchise fatigue, because as Could many be. people be. have been pointing out, they do have a formula and they stick to it very good. Um, I mean, the one good thing I can say about. Um, and I feel like everybody has said this, but the villain, the villain was so good because he wasn't so bombastic that it's like, okay, why aren't the Avengers showing up? It was a personal, it was a lot more personal story. And so that made it so much more believable that when mm-hmm. Iron Man didn't show up or Captain America, you know, well, obviously Captain America because Civil War, but, but you know, when certain people didn't show up because there's this giant sky beam in the sky you know when that didn't happen it made sense because it was a lot more personal story the villain was great and then i loved the mentor yes and the 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 scenes with robert downey jr in the movie are my favorite it's not just because i love robert downey jr but i feel like it's giving peter a surrogate father Mm -hmm. figure is great especially the combination of how we didn't get an origin story with ben mm-hmm. and then we got a father like figure for him to look up to and to really share that relationship all the way into infinity yes. war i think that was the best part of it but it <clears throat> the the tone of the movie was great it was you know i love the soundtrack like a lot like a lot of the things about the movie i loved but it just felt like a formula yes Marvel. definitely the trailer for this doesn't look like that at all okay it the tone that they set in the trailer looks to be looks to solve those issues. Hopefully, yeah. Now it it could just be because there's there's a lot more going on, but there's just a lot of things I didn't expect from the yeah. trailer. I feel like the the biggest the biggest question is like where is this set? Now, if you go on, I, I, I can if tell you it. can go online and read this stuff, you know, that's fine. And if I have tons of people like yelling at the at their speakers like, oh, duh, it's set this. Or, that's fine. But the trailer did not let me know when this was set. You know, I am almost will. I, I am almost willing to bet money that this is set before right. Infinity War. But like a casual watcher how are they supposed to know that now granted yes he has the same spider suit that he was given at the end of homecoming but still we have infinity war and continuity is so like at least here's here's the thing at least with captain marvel it's set during the 90s so like i feel like jesus christ there goes with the likes again um i feel that there's an excuse there we have that then we're gonna have um infinity war i mean when is infinity war or 
not Infinity War. When is uh, Endgame? Endgame is, I think... Are you talking about when it's releasing yeah. or in the continuity? When, in, when Endgame's in, in, releasing. Endgame, uh, Captain Marvel's in March, Endgame's in April. So I, I guess this is technically after, but then I would still have to criticize it because if this is set after... Or, I mean, okay, take two. <laughs> if this is releasing after, because it's releasing in July. If this is mm-hmm. releasing after, it, it's one of two things. Either this is set before, and so that confirms that Spider-Man is not somehow being saved. Or it's set after, therefore confirming that he is being saved. Either way... I mean, I get that there's a marketing behind it. They need to hype up the movie, yada, yada, yada. But Endgame hasn't come out yet. So I feel like it's a huge detriment to their whole continuity that they would even release this trailer this far ahead. Because, I don't know, I I don't personally like it. And it's it's hard to critique it without that just aching in the back of my head. I don't. I don't think so in the slightest. Um, I think the reason why we don't know anything is because it's a spoiler for Endgame. Um, like as well. Like, I mean, yeah, that as, was my that was my exact point. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the reason why I think this is set before Infinity War is because um, between Age of Ultron and Far From Home, or technically between Age of Ultron and um, Homecoming. Mm-mm. Between Civil Age of War? Ultron and Infinity War, okay, we don't know. We haven't seen what Nick's been doing, what Nick Fury's been doing. True, okay. Um, so I think, like, when we see him at the end of obviously spoil, spoilers for Infinity War, when we when we see him at the end of Infinity War and he's with uh, Maria Hill. Oh, I guess that's a good point. He goes, I, he disappears. Yeah. Sorry, I can, I can. No, no, you're good. I I can tell, like, by the tone of this, and from what we saw. I, I look at things very analytically. So, like, when... After seeing this and then thinking back on the ending of Infinity War, I can see... I was like, oh, Nick and them have been up to something. Like, they've been doing stuff. And what I probably think they've been doing is trying to rebuild S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, okay. As, you know, in some small way to continue doing missions and things like that. And so, this is probably set... I'm going to assume that this is set a few months after... Um, homecoming. I think it's going to be pretty short after. Yeah. Um, because you know, for 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 multiple reasons, but I think for sure this is set before Infinity War. Now, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, before Infinity War. So, mm. Far From Home has already been announced that the Spider-Man sequel is the start to Phase Four. Okay. So Phase Four, Phase Three, which I can't fucking believe we're still in Phase Three. Th- this is the phase three legitimately has been the longest it's lasted. Right, right, right. So I like Age of Ultron was I think the end of phase two. I thought Civil War was. Civil War might have been. Okay. But I know like you know we phase one was super short. You had all of the origin movies. True, true. Ending in Avengers, and then you had a fuck ton of movies between Avengers and then Infinity War. True, true. Um, so. Far From Home is officially the start to Phase 4. Mm-hmm. So I do think this is set before Infinity War. And, well, I mean, now that um, you bring it up, it has to be because Nick Fury's there, he's there. So I guess that just reiterates my point that either everybody's saved and they came back, or nobody's saved, or they do get saved. Like, it's... Either way, it's just so confusing why they have to do it this way in the first place. And since it is releasing after Infinity... Like, here's the thing. Captain Marvel is before uh, Endgame. Everything. It's before everything. Well, yes, true. Well, not before Captain America. (laughs) That's true. That is true. You got me on that one. Anyways, so my point is Captain Marvel is before, and therefore it's getting released before. Then you have Endgame. Something's going to happen there, probably in vin- ending the game. <laughs> but then we have this, which, oh, will, which will be before Infinity War. So it's just confusing. It was bad enough with Ant-Man and the Wasp. Here's the thing. like I had a conversation, I want to say, with my buddy Kevin. And, I wa- and me and him were talking, and we were like, 
you know, it probably would have been better if Ant-Man and the Wasp got released before Infinity War. Because the entire time we're watching Infinity War, all we're really wondering is, well, what's going to happen? We know they're going to die or we know something's going to happen. And so then the end credit scene or the mid credit scene, rather, they, um, they, you know, he's stuck in a quantum realm and they disappear or whatever. And I was talking to my buddy Kevin. I'm like, how much better would that experience would have been if we would have saw that before Infinity War? Because think about it. We just went through this nice adventure. It was quirky. It was fun. And everything's hunky-dory at the end. But then the mid credit scene comes along. And they just, like, there's just ash. And you're like, okay, what the hell's happening? It gets you excited for Infinity War. Infinity War, snap happens. And you're like, oh my god, that's what happened to the Wasp. Yeah, I I think... (laughs) I think I think you have a point there for sure. I think that Ant Man and the Wasp was a casualty for <laughs> in more ways than one for Infinity War, but I, I feel like just the way like I think it should have come out before as well. Mm-hmm. Like I think they should have did Black Panther, Ant Man and the Wasp, and then Infinity War, just because like Infinity War was such a high, right? And then Ant Man and the Wasp was like, it was good. Well, think about it you this know. way then too. We have March, Captain Marvel, awesome. April. Uh, which is just the next month in game. Awesome. Then July 5th is when this is coming out. So July 4th weekend, how much better would this have been, especially for time, you know, for the fucking timeline, how much better would it have been for infinity war July 4th weekend? You get to finally understand what happens and how they're going to get out of this mess. Instead, it's, april and we're gonna have another ant-man and the wasp situation with far from home which sucks because i feel like in most circumstances in more circles spider-man is like one of the favorite marvel characters and so for him to be kind of given this treatment kind of sucks i don't think this is going to suffer the same fate because for what you just said spider-man has got a lot more like i'm way more interested in this than i was in ant-man and the wasp like, true, i actually saw yeah. ant-man and the wasp when it came to so i don't think it's gonna have that casualty the thing, the thing that i'm most interested the thing that i'm most interested about of this whole thing is what is gonna what's going on with mysterio yeah i have a theory would you like to hear it go ahead because here's the most confusing thing about the th- uh the trailer the trailer he shows up and he's like, you don't want to be a part of this. And then he starts like doing his like energy beams at like the water or whatever. And there was one with water. There was one with, you know, dust. There was one with fire. And then there was one that looked like a poison cloud. Or no, that was him when he showed up. Never mind. Either way, there's like different elements. Okay. Here's my theory. Um, Cause at the very end of the trailer, you see they're talking about Mysterio and like, who is this guy? He's he looks really cool or whatever. He's like, oh, he has nothing. That was a fucking. That was a good scene. scene. Yes, yes. But here's my theory: is that Mysterio is is behind all this, and it's his plan. He's making oh, like a like a syndrome. Yes, yes, exactly. Thank you. You actually took the words out of my mouth. Yes, Um, he's basically making it look like he's fighting these monsters. But as we know, Mysterio can create illusions. These illusions can still you know destroy things they still have like physicality so i'm thinking he's controlling these things and he's making everybody think that he's on their side just to turn around and you know reveal himself i guess so so i just so check discord i just sent you a a link Mm -hmm. the image is an image of mysterio from the trailer yes doesn't his armor kind of look like thanos-esque yeah okay his like if you look at this and and we can you know i'll tell you what his armor kind of looks yes sort of yes if you're listening to the audio i'm i'm holding up my infinity gauntlet my hasbro infinity yes which makes me wonder a couple things one is it going to be a similar situation to Homecoming, where part of the reason why everything's going on is because they stole the Chitari, like yeah, okay, yeah, equipment right, right. and guns? So is his suit of armor alien? Mm-hmm. Like, is it some okay. kind of Chitari thing? Because and, and it 
everything that Marvel does, they do with a purpose and do it right. So that's what makes me think that, and that could explain where his powers are coming from too. So you know, obviously, like his powers when he was shooting out does kind of look like he has some sort of Infinity mm. Stone, but we know mm. that to be true. false because all of the other stones were true, 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 true. Mind Stone was Envision. We had the Tesseract. He had the Power Stone and the Ether. They, the yeah, I think it was the Ether, and then the Soul he had to right. recover. So. So that's the that's the biggest thing that I'm curious about. But that theory that you just said that I hijacked definitely, um, I definitely think that that's the situation, and that that's that answers the curiosity that I have. Yeah, and I but, just I hope, I hope they handle it right because if I picked up on that, you know, eighteen other thousand millions. Of, I, I wouldn't be surprised if by the time this this podcast goes up, that theory has already you know been on YouTube. <laughs> because that's another question I have: is what is that? Those creatures look very Sandman-esque. Yes. The first, the very like, first one, the obviously, one. yeah, it was very Sandman-esque. But then you start seeing wire and f- wa- wire, water and fire. See, I tried to like, <laughs> I tried to. <laughs> so what I think, I think that's for sure. Like I think that that fits one hundred percent because he, I know he, you know, he can play around, and that's the whole thing with Mysterio. I think what the story of this is going to be, and 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 what's going on. I'm going to give a little brief theory synopsis. <laughs> it. One real quick. One of the things I really loved, especially after playing Spider-Man, is I loved how the trailer started off with him at a homeless shelter, like giving, like you know. Oh, is that what that appearance. is? Yeah, it says a homeless shelter. Oh, in front of it. interesting. I, which, I I guess which, I didn't look. I was on my phone, so that might be why. Yeah, which is very similar to the feast shelter, mm-hmm. you know, in the game. Yeah, you know, it, and it's basically just showing that Spider-Man is a man of the people. Like he's yeah. here to support. He's here to help out to all of his, all of his abilities. So as the trailer goes on, you kind of get this feeling that Spider-Man's doing this. Um, well, I was going to say he's doing this world tour, but that's incorrect. He's going on vacation and he's not going to pack the Spider-Man suit because he's going on vacation. So what I think happens is he's Spider-Man's becoming a lot more famous. Like Spider-Man, mm-hmm. it's like, Oh my God, you know, this is a person. I think that's where your theory goes into where Mysterio he's, he's, you know, in a different, obviously he's not European. Cause I mean, he's got a very specific English accent. Um, so I think that he's trying to do this thing over here to show, Hey, you know, I, I'm another super, I'm another superhero, you know, I'm helping solve these issues and Spider-Man is getting in the middle mm-hmm. of it. My biggest question, and I don't think it really is going to be something that's going to be hard to for them to explain, is I'm curious where the different suits are coming from. They're probably coming from Tony, but I want to know what the context of them is. Oh, that's a really good point, because we saw like a black one one that was almost like Norar-esque. Yeah. Now, the one that we've seen him, like when when, when he was on Jimmy Kimmel, or... Not Jimmy Kimmel. I don't know, and I don't care. What's the other one? The other, when he'd made that appearance in the costume to say, hey, Spider-Man Far From Home is coming out in 2019, mm-hmm. you know, that was that, that wasn't his homecoming suit. Okay. It was, it was red and black. It was different. Oh. So I think the context for that is he didn't pack his suit and hap- they, you know, he had another one. Happy had another one. Yeah. But I'm curious the context of the noir suit. Yeah. Like why have the different suit? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm definitely worried. I'm, I'm well, I guess worried is maybe not the right more but like cautious because then like why are they doing that are they literally doing that just because the game came out and for marketing reasons is there going to be a really good story reason for it if there is a story reason for it like why why couldn't they come up with an excuse like oh this has always had that ability to turn black but you just you know it was buried in all the layers of code no that's a that's a wholeheartedly i know i know that's That's definitely a tactical yeah i know um, but I'm excited for that if that's actually a noir suit. Yeah, right. We haven't seen a modern noir suit. At yeah, all. yeah. Like we've seen Spider-Man noir in his form, in his noir form. Um, you know, I go where the wind 30s. takes me. <laughs> I go where the wind takes. What is this? I'm gonna take this. I can't figure it out. <laughs> Nick Cage is fucking. Oh god, so. But yeah, no. So this this trailer really did surprise me because it looks like it's going to remedy the problems I had with Homecoming. Okay, it looks really good. There, this trailer was very multifaceted. Yeah, yeah. Like I loved, uh, and I, <laughs> I loved when we see Nick Fury again, and he like he. So whenever the scene, whenever Ned gets shot in the neck, I thought that was Mysterio. Like I oh, thought that's, right? that's yeah. where it was going, and then he sits in the corner and he was like. We need to talk. (laughs) And then he was like, is he going to be okay? And he's like, 
He's like, you might want to roll him over so he doesn't swallow his tongue. That was a really good yeah. exchange. But I think I think what's going on there is, you know, Peter was on vacation and he, you know, of course, because Nick knows everything, he, he knew he was there. He was like, hey, we have a situation developing and we need your help. Yeah. And so that's a lot of that is what makes me think that it's before Infinity right. War. Like, because we really don't know the time difference between Homecoming and whenever Peter was on the bus in Infinity War. Yeah. So, so do you have any other thoughts yeah. about the trailer? Yeah. Um, so, the whole illusions with the, with like the fire, water, uh, and earth or whatever. The problem with those is like the same problem we would have had with, let's say, Ant Man and the Wasp. Like there was some parts that were like like having a city show up on like the San Francisco pier. I can't. I think it was San Francisco. Anyways, having that show up and just like, you know, like I don't. There were certain the, the um, Ant Man and the Wasp were a lot more. Um, it was a lot more of a personal story. So certain things you could chalk up to well, you know, they just covered it up or whatever. But then this, you have this giant water monster, you know, wrecking a city. And so that goes back to the whole like sky beam thing where it's like they're creating a potential for a sky beam situation where the entire time you're watching it, you're just thinking, okay, well, why isn't Iron Man here? Why isn't, you know, because like you said, with this is established that it's before. And in fact, him on the bus going across the bridge in Infinity War could be him coming back from that trip. So it's like, I just, I don't like it when they, when they do that, I would have much rather this been a more personal one. That's what made the vulture such an interesting character. Cause it was a very personal villain. So now giving us a giant sky beam in the form of a giant water man, it's just like, Arr! I uh, have the perfect answer yeah, for you. Yeah, it's all illusion. Fuck you. <laughs> no, no, no. The Sokovia Accords. Oh. How? Because of the Sokovia Accords, they basically put red tape on... Um, okay. they, they've kind of... They haven't specifically said this, but you can you can piece this together that... The reason why we probably haven't seen these heroes like doing these things anymore is because the Sokovia Accords are basically like, look if we need you we'll call you oh. and it kind of has led them led them to be like this is an issue we probably don't need to interfere in because we're going to have to go through a lot of red tape to get this basically approved all right us. good in universe explanation but i guess i'm just dumb um so that but i actually pulled that one kind of out of my you ass because i was like you know you're right why don't they show up and as well it's probably because it's one of those that because of the Sokovia Accords, unless it's a life or death, which it was an Infinity War, unless like if it's something going on, someone else could probably handle it. There's not really a reason for us to, because we're probably going to cause more destruction. <laughs> but I don't know. Well, I would, you know, obviously we'll get these answers when right. it comes out, and we'll obviously get answers for what's going on at the mm. end of Endgame. Yeah, I don't know. So. I mean, from a marketing perspective, like I said, the fact that this comes out afterwards is it's just confusing and why did they have to do it and i mean like i'm not necessarily confused i'm just more like like i don't understand why they're doing it that well so i guess i am a little confused but i'm not confused because like i'm stupid and i don't understand like i understand that yes this is there's a good chance this is obviously before but it's like for the average person just the average joe going to the movie theater you know, because that's the thing about Marvel is that they're trying to appeal to every single person. So the average person, they're not going to know everything about the Spider-Man universe. So how would they know that? I don't know. It's just, nah. You're right. I think it's purely for marketing because what I think would have been more ideal is for the trailer to come out. With, it, with either, Endgame, honestly. Correct. Or or that week. Yes. So yeah. it would come out publicly that week and then they would have it be the role you know, before and that, and, and that would be like, Oh, you know, we only have to wait a couple months, but it, that does for sure come down to marketing yep. and money yep. because you can't, unless it's in game or a star Wars movie, star Wars can do whatever the fuck they want. True, true. Unless it's a movie like that, you kind of can't show the trailer for the first time the, 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 the even the teaser trailer two two or three months before. Uh -huh the movie's supposed to come out. True. So I get, I, I get it, but it also like they created this problem by having Correct. it before infinity war. 
they created the problem. And but My even announcing that there was going to be a sequel before Infinity War, they created this problem. And so, like, my sympathy is just like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's definitely... And I think that that's a big complaint with a lot of people is... Which I hope they'll explain in Endgame and actually have a good thing for it. But that was, that, was, that was a concern of mine. Like, whenever I saw Infinity War, I had the same reaction I had to in Batman versus Superman. When uh, Superman was killed yeah i was like well that death meant nothing to me because i know we're seeing superman again you don't just kill superman right and have him dead right. forever you know so whenever infinity war happened you know we saw t'challa disappear we saw spider-man disappear we saw dr strange disappear it's spoilers like, well, we jesus know. dude we, i said at the beginning <laughs> of the show infinity war spoilers so we everyone was like well we know they're making a black panther 2 we yeah spider-man yep, yep. 2 but all these people disappeared so so that, 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 I mean, the only one that really had a resonance to me and even more so after the fact, when I saw the actual explanation of Spider-Man's was, was definitely Spider-Man's of him going, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. And when I saw that, I was like, okay, that was pretty impactful. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, Peter, Tony looking Peter. at him like a son, Peter. Peter. <laughs> um, but then the explanation after the fact was the reason why he said that is because, because of his spider sense, he is super in tune to feel things. Right. So he either felt it coming or he felt everyone else dying. That's a good point. Wow. Yeah. Either way. Whereas everyone, everyone else was just like, um, what's going on? I'm disappearing. But his was like, he actually felt it before. It yep. happened. Yep. Which even got me even more. I'm like, Oh my God, like the trauma that he must've had to endure. But it, this, this trailer looks great. What I've, what I'm loving, the only the, out of the three we're getting this year, the only one that I'm not super in love with is Captain Marvel. Yeah, I'm interested, but I'm not in love with. And yeah, it's it's purely for the for the worry that um the way they marketed it and they put her and then hero. And I'm like I just I don't like I don't like it when they're so in your face about it because it's like, okay, first off, there's a word for a girl hero. It's called a heroine. Heroine. So why are they hitting it home so much? They're basically saying that if you're a woman, you can still be a hero. Like it, you, yeah. we, you shouldn't genderize well, that, being a hero. That's just the, <laughs> that's just the, you know, that's just the world we live in. My worry with Captain Marvel is, I think that it's going to be. <clears throat> hopefully, it'll be a better movie, but I think it's going to be the same thing with. Um, Ant Man and the Wasp, where the only purpose for Ant Man and the Wasp was to to give you the tool to save the world in Endgame. Yeah. Hopefully. You know, that was that was the whole purpose of the movie is the quantum realm, him getting stuck in it, and then somehow getting out of it, and then the quantum realm probably being the thing that they're going to use to save everybody. Sure. Which I think is going to be great, but that was the only purpose of that movie. And so I kind of feel like Captain Marvel... Now, it will be cool. I'm really excited to see 90 Shield. I'm really excited to see young Nick Fury and see how everything got started. Yeah. But I also feel like this is just going to be an origin movie to show how big of a deal Captain Marvel is when we have not yep. heard from her of her for 10 exactly. years. Exactly. But this trailer looks great. It, I think it sets the tone perfectly for the movie. And then the same with Endgame. The trailer for Endgame was absolute perfection. Mm. Like if they would have showed it any other way, I would have felt like, but when they showed that, they showed the actual like desolation of everything, everyone being just distraught. And then, seeing the small things like Ronan. Right. Like, I'm so fucking excited we're seeing this side of Hawkeye. Yep. Like, I can't wait to cry because we all know why he's like that. Either his his wife disappeared mm-hmm. and his family or his kids disappeared and that's going to fuck me up the most if it's just his kids disappeared and his wife and just stayed and he was like, I can't, in you know, if he's distraught by the loss of his yeah. children. I don't know, man. It's, I think... As far as marketing wise, they're doing great on the trailers. Yep. Um, I, I, the biggest take takeaway for me is what is the origin of Mysterio? Is it the use of because his armor looks very Chitari? Yes, yeah. So it makes me wonder: does he actually have powers, or is he using the suit? True, 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 true. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. But also, 
great. This is the first time we're ever seeing Mysterio on the live screen. I'm fucking yeah. excited. Yeah. I was a little worried for like two seconds because they showed like Jake Gyllenhaal, no helmet or whatever. I'm like, no, why would you? And then like the next frame was him, um, you know, in the in the full suit, you know, <laughs> little fishbowl uh, helmet and all. So I was like, all right, all right, all right. It also is very true. Like, if you look at the this image I sent you, it has a comparison right. of like you know him in the comics and this, and it's pretty much one for one. Yeah, yeah, they did a, they did an like, awesome job. So I'm I'm excited. Yeah, they, they really really did. Yeah, for sure. For this sure. Is, this is something I'm super yeah. excited about. For sure. So, what else have I been doing? Um, I've been doing some. I've been playing a game. It's really, really good. It's ridiculously good, and I suggest anybody buy it. And it's called Moonlighter. Have you heard of it? I've yes. heard of it, but so I mean the the basic gist. If you wa- even if you just watch the trailer, the basic gist is you are by day you are a you are a merchant. And so, like, the store that you go in, your favorite RPG, you go to the store and they have, like, really powerful swords. Well, like, that's the store. So you're running the store. You're selling stuff. And that's how you get um, that's how you get items because you need gold. But then at night, you go into the dungeons and you get equipment. So after you kill each uh, after you kill each enemy, they'll drop certain things like iron or, you know, golem parts and all these things and so you use those to sell or you use those to um further your further your cause so like for instance i just uh i just got some armor that gave me 40 extra health so now instead of being at 100 health i'm at 140 so like that's how i level up basically is i get more gold because obviously i have to get like equipment or i have to get like uh crafting parts plus gold so it's not like i can just get a bunch of crafting and then you know oh everything's hunky dory no i have to play the back blacksmith and then the funny thing is that to get the blacksmith in the first place i have to like oh here's all these businesses that would like to come into town but they need a little startup money and so like i'm the person fronting the money um which you would think i would also get like a percentage <laughs> of their whatever but let's not go there <laughs> but anyways would a good description of it be a top-down, isometric-style Minecraft game with a purpose? No, it's not Minecraft at all. But but what you were saying of at night you go into the dungeons to go get things and come back, it kind of sounds like when you would go to... My, like, not, not Minecraft 1 for well, 1, but... If you break down Minecraft gameplay, you go in to get crafts and supplies, and then you go down into the dungeons or the mines, and you know mine for equipment, and you come back up. You don't have any kind of interface; you're just using yeah. build. But but that's what I'm saying. Minecraft with an actual gameplay loop that has a purpose of that's what you're doing is going to sell. You I guess I feel like you just looked that up and read it because. <laughs> No, I'm I'm looking well. I'm looking at the images of it, like to see. What um, it looks I feel like, like, but you describing that. I feel like that. it feels way more like old school, um, top down uh, Legend of Zelda. Like that's the type of uh, gameplay, and okay. then it just adds this like economy on top of it, like like legit economy. Like I put I put things up for sale. And people will go up to it and either they'll have a smiley face and they'll buy it or they'll have a angry face and they won't buy it or they'll have like a neutral face and they're like, so they're not really happy about it, but they're still going to buy it. So I have to figure out. And of course, it doesn't tell me how much each item is worth. So I have to like start at an item or I have to start at a price that I think they are. And then if they don't like me, then I can look at my journal. It's like, okay, they didn't like it at $100. What what about $90? Okay, $88. Like, I'm trying to get as much as I can for the item, but also, you know, not get gypped on it. For me, this might be a good Switch game. Oh, God, sure shut up! Well, that's that's a. I mean, that's a, that's a good metric nowadays. This isn't a game for sure that I would play on um, on my PlayStation. Why at all? Why? Just because just you don't because, like, like good games? No, it's not that. <laughs> it's just games like that and games like uh, Mr. Shifty. I bought Mr. Shifty a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago, 
and it's super fun. But it's one of the, for me, games like Mr. Shifty and games that look like that, I am more likely to pick up and play on my Switch than have it on my PS4, scroll through the litany of third-person or first-person games that I have that I still haven't played through. What I'm getting at is on the Switch, I'm more likely to play it. On the PS4, it's more likely to get buried, and I'm going to play something else. Yeah. Because my Switch library... Library. Well, my Switch library isn't as extensive. Yeah. I I guess so. I mean, obviously, I'm enjoying it on a TV, and, you know... So I don't I don't need a switch. I mean, it's like the same way. It's like the same way with the messenger. Yeah, messenger is a perfect switch game on PS4. I'll I'm just play it, I'm but. just sick of that saying. You know why can't a game just be good? You know, and I mean that, that's that. What I'm saying is the reason the reason why people are like it's a good switch game <laughs> is because the switch is made for things like like a game to pick up like that'd be perfect. A game to pick up and play whenever. Like oh I'm at the store I understand. I'm on the transit you know I can I can play I understand and, it's just that moniker goes on everything and it's just annoying as hell because I don't I have a switch, switch and see. well <laughs> even if I have a switch there's not going to be specific games that I want to play on it you know like I would still enjoy this game because I mean well one of the reasons I enjoy it is because it you know it was a little bit cheaper uh, I'll be honest I don't know if I would have bought it for full price. Well, I don't know. It's hard to say because now that I have it, it's an awesome game. And I think I would have paid full price. But at the same time, part of my enjoyment might be because it was kind of cheaper. But anyways. Another good, like just to throw in here, another good comparison to this this conversation, to this to that moniker is, um, you know, the Lego, Lego Marvel games. Sure. Lego Marvel 2 came out and I loved the first one. I platinumed the first mm-hmm. one. And I was like, oh, I really want to play that. I was like, oh, it's coming to Switch? Oh, that'd be a great Switch game because I can pick that up and play it whenever. It's not a great Switch game because this one in particular does so much more than the first one. You have such a larger hub world and it on the Switch in, in uh, portable mode, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck it's called, there's too much going on. There's too much kind of chaos going on on the screen. It's kind of hard to focus. So I'd gotten it for cheap on PS4 and that's where I'll play that game specifically. But that's a good comparison of that game's not a good Switch game because there's well, way too much stuff going on, way too much technical things going on that it's hard to play portably. Yeah. I feel like th- that might be for you, but I, uh, I've heard that it is a good Switch game. So I feel like... The, what yeah, what gets really annoying about that moniker is that it gets used for almost every single thing and every single indie. And I understand, like, I'm not stupid. I've, I see the industry and I see that Switch on Switch, it sells like two to three times better on Switch if it's an indie game. I understand that. But it's still just like, why can't it just be a good game? Like, the fact that people have to tack on that saying is just annoying because it's like, it's a good game. Stop, like stop forcing it on the switch it is on the switch just so everybody knows and you can buy it for a switch and you might even play it and you're like oh this is a great switch game i'm just saying that that's an annoying saying you know it's like it's almost like if everybody was like oh this is good but it's not in vr or oh this is good but it's not in hd or you know like that's probably a bad comparison because i don't think there's ever been a situation like this where everybody has to say it. Everybody has to be like, oh, this is a great game. It's a great Switch game. It's a great game, period. You know? Period. And I guess that's why I'm frustrated because it's like, I have it on the PlayStation. I don't give a shit if I could do it portably. Portably, it's a good game. So, that's that's my That's my rant for the day. Just stop calling every game that has even a little bit of 8-bit graphics stop calling it a good switch game because guess what games are good and if you play them on your switch it's a good switch game but not every fucking game needs to be a good switch game it doesn't make it somehow better that you're playing it on the switch and so like you know dead what i'll say (sighs) sorry I didn't mean to go off on you. I'm going off on the industry because I'm sick of the industry using that moniker for every, every game, you know, and I'll be, I will 100% be honest that when I get a switch, my view might change, but like 
secretly because I will never publicly admit <laughs> that <laughs> because I just don't want to be that guy. I don't, oh, yeah, I'd love to play this, but on my Switch. Like, I don't know. That just, like, I don't see this game and think to myself, oh, I wish I still had my Vita, for instance. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, like oh, I wish I still had a portable device that I could play this on. Like, I don't think that because that's just not the way I personally think. And, I mean, I know I can't be the only person in the entire, you know, Western or Eastern Hemisphere that thinks to themselves, God, you know when Greg Miller says this is a great Switch game, don't you just want to punch him in the fucking teeth? <laughs> yeah, that's just, definitely, that's just definitely a difference between me and you. Oh, yeah. Because the moniker doesn't bother Well, me. yeah, because you have a fucking Switch! <laughs> I do have a switch. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's true. and I mean that's that's honestly one of the biggest thing that does bother bother me about. I don't have a switch, and I can still enjoy games. You know, so it's almost like oh, this is good. If I don't know, I, that's just how it well, sounds you also, to me. Oh, yeah, I, I get that, but I like and and for me in particular, I, I think it's just because of the the library that I, I'm not saying you don't have an extensive library, but the library that I have like installed in my on my office PS4 yeah. is like. I've got a shit ton of stuff. Oh, yeah, like, me too. I've yeah, got yeah. Darksiders 2, Assassin's Creed Origins, <laughs> like a whole bunch of things that I can just pick up and play whenever. And like like ex- games like uh, Firewatch. I still haven't played Firewatch because I have all these other games on here. I'm not... That's a game for sure. And I, I'm going to say it again. That one in particular is not one I'll play on the Switch because for me, that's a movie-style experience game and I want to play that on a TV. Yeah, I get I it. I guess for me, I some games I'd rather play portably than on a TV. Yeah, I get it. I get the sentiment, and I'm not necessarily harping on the sentiment itself. You know, like, there are certain, like, mobile games that I couldn't imagine. Uh, like, Hungry Shark was one that I played on the mobile. I couldn't imagine playing nope. that on yeah, a nope. TV screen, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I get the sentiment, and it's not the sentiment that I'm harping on about it is simply that it has to be every indie game every game that isn't high fidelity i feel like is a good switch game so it's i guess at this point it's like i get it (laughs) like that's more what i'm trying to get at it's like i get it it's a good you know indie game but like it's just i don't know it's just it does bother me it bothers me that like it that's that's something that they have to tack on like oh it's a good switch no it's a good game Good game first that I would like to also play on my Switch. Like I don't, I don't run it. It's okay. I'll just I'll just title this I'll just title this episode. Uh, <laughs> Nick Nick doesn't Nick hates the Switch. Nick Fuck hates the Switch. Switch game. Fuck the Switch. <laughs> Fuck the Switch. Fuck it so hard that it. I don't know. <laughs> Moonlighter is a really good game where at night you go in dungeons and you get crafting materials. You can either sell those crafting materials at your shop, which obviously then you can upgrade your shops. Because like at the beginning, you only have like four spaces, so you only have four items. Well, you can get more tables. You can, you know, so eventually you're going to have this giant store with like eight different tables, four slots for each table. You know, you can cater to adventurers. You can cater to just merchants, yada, yada, yada. So, yeah, it's awesome. If you have it and you happen to have a Switch, sure, why not? Buy it on the Switch. But also, it's gorgeous enough where it looks really good on a fucking TV. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, it's really, it's really nice. So, try it out. Really nice, really nice. All right. So... I mean, that's pretty much it, right? I mean, anything else you wanted to talk about? I pretty much blew my load already. Yeah, you did. All over my chest, and it kind of made it sticky. Jesus Christ, let's not. Let's not. I just imagine it getting stuck in your beard, and then you have to comb it out later, and you're just like, ow, ow, ow. Yeah, all the crustiness. <laughs> Crusty across the beard. Krusty Krab Pizza is the pizza for you and me. The Puku Aku Pizza, Aku Puku Pizza, Aku Puku Aku. Krusty Krab Pizza is the pizza, yeah, yeah, for you and See, I was hoping you wouldn't do it so you could talk and then I would interrupt you with doing it. Ah, uh, no, I'm too smart for that. Yeah, it's whatever. That's whatever. Yeah. My favorite is still uh, 
C-A-M-P-F-A-R-E-S-O-N-G song. C-A-M-P-F-A-R-E-S-O-N-G song. And if you don't think that we can sing it faster than you're wrong, it would help if you just sing along. Bum, bum, bum. C-A-M-P-F-A-R-E-S-O-N-G song. C-A-M. And then my favorite. Pat or Squidward. Good. All right. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for today. Like I said, weekly grind. We just we just chill out, talk about what we've been doing lately. So let us know. Have you seen the trailer? Have you played Moonlight and you hate how everybody talks about how it's a good Switch game? Let us know down in the comments below. Or you can go to TX3 Productions on Twitter, ThreadX3 Productions on Facebook and YouTube. Or just add at Gmail at the end of that and you got ThreadX3 Productions at gmail.com. Thank you, guys. And why don't, you, why don't you sign us out? Stay classy, San Francisco.